I here's my thing. Well, we'll get that in a second. I'll welcome everyone to the show yeah, now. Welcome intro. back to Across <laughs> the Browns. I'm joined today. You can already hear him by Michael. It's it's Marcico, right? Oh my! That's, I swear to God, we talked about this like ten <laughs> seconds. Ago. Michael Marcinko. <laughs> Michael Marcinko de Mayo, Cheese Doodle Dad on Twitter. He's joining us for the first time, hopefully not the last. He's a part of Across the Board. He is the man in the most fantasy football leagues in the world. And he's here to give us some some Browns banter today. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Good. It's gonna be Browns banter, parenting advice, pretty much a little bit, a little bit of everything. I have a really good feeling this is gonna be very minimal Browns talk just by our first it, twenty it's minutes. Gonna be, it's gonna be a little bit of everything because you know I've got the Caddyshack T-shirt on, I got my Browns head on. Um, I'm drinking coffee when it's hundred degrees outside. You know, it's those. It's I do myself, yeah. and it's the worst. But like, I can't stop. Yesterday I was delivering pizzas. That's what I do now. I'm a glorious pizza driver for all you listening. Um, my God, having a tip job is so nice. I had ne- this is my first job where I've ever been tipped. Oh my gosh! At the end of the night, it's just unbelievable. But you know what? I'll actually hire you. Like you go get your insurance license in Ohio to do life life insurance and annuities, and I will hire you for my company, and you can go make a I'm, lot of money. I, I, I'm serious. Um, I'm licensed in life and health. I sell life and health. Well, Jesus, let's just just <laughs> join join Marcinko Financial hey, and we'll start working on stuff. One second. There's somebody at the door. See, now what he's doing for all that you guys, everybody that's listening, the lights went off or something and somebody's at the door. So I'm looking at a blank com- computer screen. See his fantastically handsome dog, Zeus, just chewing on the couch. There's a bunch of brown stuff in the background. And up, oh, see, there he is. Dude, we were talking well, about you did. the entire time. I have Bluetooth headphones on now because I had a feeling people were doing that to me. Um, no, I was trying to get one of my business cards. I guess they're all in my car. But yeah, I sell for uh, Western and Southern. Okay, but down in Cincinnati, the headquarters. Yeah, why don't you just come work for Marcinko Financial, and we'll and we'll you know you be, I become your mentor. We'll get you trained up, and then you don't have to you deliver. Own your own. Yeah, you, you own your I, okay. Own. So here here's the fun story. Uh, last, yeah, I've, I've been in insurance for eleven years, and I first started as a. Uh, I, <laughs> I see your face. Um, so for the first year, I was at State Farm as a producer. So I worked for an agent, and I got paid like here's 15 bucks an hour and like 1% commission. I finally realized, holy crap, um, if I did this in my own agency, I'd actually make like $60,000 a year my first year. So I went and worked for Farm Bureau. Well, I don't even, am I, I'm not, I, I actually have a non-compete. So I'm working for a place that rhymes with Schmarb uh, Furo for uh, 10 years. <laughs> and it got, it, you, you can edit out whatever that is. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I worked there and I, yeah, I left last July because it, it, dude, it got so toxic. Like you have to sell home and auto and commercial and ag and health and life and annuities and like 20 other products. Um, and I went independent. So now I have, instead of one company, it's 200 companies because I'm independent yeah, and the commission rates are higher, so much higher. The premiums for the insureds are so much lower and it's a win-win. And guess what? I work for my house. I, I barely yeah, wear pants. Nice. Like I can zoom and sell life insurance or do an annuity rollover and save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I don't even need to have pants on. Yeah, so insurance is the way to go. My, my mom just, she, uh, she didn't go to school for That's why I'm going to school for insurance and risk management and Dude, awesome. being a salesperson this summer kind of made me want to maybe go into the risk management side. The upside to sales is ridiculous, especially in something like insurance. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I I've got a lot to uh, figure out. I've got one more semester left. But so uh, insurance is all risk management, dude. We will talk after this, and I am totally gonna bring you on and get you appointed at like two hundred companies, and I'm gonna start making you money so you never have to drive for live off tips ever again. And then you can buy uh, season tickets when you need to. Yeah, I'll, I'll fly you into the Browns. There we go. See, perfect timing. Yeah. All right, I, so this this is supposed to be a Browns podcast, and we're talking about insurance yeah. already. So <laughs> everybody, uh, um, you should buy life insurance, but buy it from me, and then buy it from Chandler over here, and that's it. Um, <laughs> life insurance is needed. I yeah. we we sold last thing. We sold health insurance too, and I don't like selling health insurance because I think that whole thing is a freaking scam. But have ha, the fact that you have to have health insurance to be able to afford your bills is beyond. Beyond my can't afford and and that's why I worked with a broker. So when I so I've I basically stopped selling health insurance seven years ago and I got partnered up with a broker that specializes in it. So mm. now that I'm my own company, I'm independent. If somebody needs home and auto, hey, I've got a really good guy that's independent that does home and auto. Do you need commercial? I got a really good lady that does that. Do you need like actual like stocks and all that kind of stuff? I got a great financial planner I can hook you up with. And then do you need health insurance? I've got the best broker in all of Arizona. She is the shit. Am I allowed to swear? Fuck yes. (laughs) Sweet. Okay, so that was it. We had Brendan. We had Brendan Leister of PFF on. We've had him on a couple times. I hope to have him on a lot more. He's literally because I don't talk to that many people, but he is one of the smartest football minds I have ever talked to. And every time I have him on, I sit here and just stare at the screen and forget to respond. I'm like. Holy shit. Just keep on talking. Just keep just keep on going. Yeah. And he was like, can we swear? And me and John at the same time go, fuck yes, we encourage it. I I just I especially with that bill that's like apparently trying to get passed right now with like kind of monitoring what you can be posting on social media. Like if I want to say the F word, I'm going to say the F word. It's like I just I say I curse a lot. I'm a nice person. I just swear more than a normal person should. So, you know, my uh, my meme page got shut down, right? So, man, no! the one Mander- with all those Mander standing with one hundred and fifty thousand followers got shut down because we made fun of um, the KKK. We literally posted a picture making fun of the KKK <laughs> and they said it was hate speech and they unpublished our page. <laughs> that is what the KKK was built off of. Hate speech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. so. So don't, let's oh not, my, let's not talk about that and Zuckerberg because I I could I would literally just headbutt him right you now. Know, I should test it out. I was listening to a podcast last night where there's a name of a CIA agent, CIA agent, who I could probably find it on Reddit right now. If you say it on YouTube, your your video is not able like it gets deleted as soon as it posts. And if you post it on Facebook, it gets deleted as soon as you post it. I don't know who the CIA this, this agent is. So, see, this sounds like one of those social media old wives tales. You know, like it's like no, this is like this they, is this like Bloody Mary for social media? No, so um his name's Joe something. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast, Joe, Joe. Yeah. Um and he he he's a YouTuber. Okay. Independent. Um so like it's he tries to like let you get news, like so it's not Fox, it's not CNN, it's but literally how come, his, how come his page doesn't get shut down if he uses his own name? No, just the video gets shut, taken off. Oh, okay, okay. And the video got taken down, so then he posted it on Facebook, just the name. But he ma- he said, like, the name, I heard he's a dry cleaner in Western uh, whatever, and he wasn't. He just made up a fake profile for this guy, but he used the name. But the name shut, shut down. down. So, 
So if this guy has, like, if this, if he's someone in, the, in high places, he, oh my gosh, it's it's crazy. But so uh, you, you can shut that down because if I get another ban on my account, I think I'm banned for like 30 days. So you go ahead and try that one for the Facebook thing. Yeah. It's, okay. So the way Facebook it's, works is the shutdown, just banned. It does, yeah. I'm just banned for 30 days. Oh, okay. That's good. I thought you lost all that work. No, 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 no. Oh, no. My, my, my own physical profile, if I would get banned for, for 30 days, but that page is gone. It is unpublished and taken away. Dude, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah, but now I have an extra hour or two a day where I can work out or do a podcast or <laughs> do 20 more Zoom meetings. And Dude, now you know. that I know that you work from home, I'm going to have you on this podcast more. Well, obviously, maybe have to talk about the Browns a little bit more than we yeah. are. In the well, show. How, you know what? Are we five minutes into it and we haven't even talked about the Browns yet? Yeah, but here's my thing. I could be wrong, and we'll know when when, when I hear reviews or some shit. Right. But I'm like, I'm not here to like... It's impossible for me to listen to sports talk right now. I haven't listened to a single damn thing except for Nick Wright talk about um, give his speech the other day. And well, nothing's, that's, nothing's really happened, though, either, no, like in, in the grand scheme of things. Sports, it'd be like, who's better, LeBron or Michael? No one will ever change someone else's mind, but I want to know what you think so I can tell you you're wrong. No one's <laughs> ever changed someone's mind. It's like, I think LeBron's the greatest. I think Michael's the greatest. Or you're Paul Pierce. Doing whatever the hell he's doing, I need to get on that shit he's right not now. Even, he's not even a top ten Celtic, and the dude's talking trash. My gosh, like the, we all remember that Paul Pierce wiped LeBron's ass at halftime every time he played him. Like what? It, you took it took the greatest, one of the greatest shooters of all time, one of the greatest power forwards of all time, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and one of the better point guards of that era. Like to shut down, to shut down one kid that was twenty two years old. Yeah, I know. Twenty two year old, <laughs> two hundred pound kid, who was leading Eric Snow to the final. Like, oh my gosh! But yeah, you got, you got uh, Z- a Zagrunas Agauskas. You know, don't and, not. We don't talk crap about Verzhao or Agauskas. We can't because I'm I'm a Ukrainian and he's you know as close to Ukrainian as you're gonna get. Oh, far removed are you, Ukrainian? Uh, I am technically first generation. My mom was born in a refugee camp on her way over here. Holy crap! Yeah, you want you want to hear you want to want to okay okay so <laughs> all right so half my uh, well half my family is uh, German and Slovakian. My grandmother's maiden name was Steigerwald. That side of the family came over in the late 1800s. Steigerwald. Okay, Steigerwald. There's the Steigerwald Mountains in Bohemia. So technically, I'm Bohemian. I'm not even German. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, if, we got, if you really want to like, know what that means. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm sure somebody's going to fact check this and say Steigerwald Mountains don't exist. I'm like, dude, this is just what my family told me. So, <laughs> he, so here's my Ukrainian half, okay? So in the 1930s, Stalin was a douchebag. I mean, Stalin was a douchebag no matter what. So and this is why I, and this is why <laughs> I have my – In the 30s, he was mean. And this is why I have my his degree in military history and archaeology so I can explain all this stuff the right way. So in the middle of the th- 1930s, Stalin like starved the shit out of the Ukraine. Like – Tens of millions of people died because just famine. We're not even talking about torture, abuse, murder, or anything else. Just famine itself. So what the British did to the Irish, the, the, the Stalinists, the Soviets did to the Ukrainians. So Operation Barbarossa, 19, was it, 41, 42 with the Germans. They come in and go east. And, this is World War II. <laughs> so they, so, the, so the, the Nazis come in and... Um, they come in and then they obviously start their own purge. So if you're like, you know, Ukrainian, but you also happen to be Jewish 
or you happen to be a communist or anything else, like they were just going to murder people. So my family fled west behind German lines in 1941. So just, or yeah, 1941, 1942. Just remember these dates. And when they're fleeing west, my, my Baba, my grandmother's first husband was shot and killed by the Nazis. And, and this is after they have their first baby. So she gives birth to this baby, to my Uncle John, my half Uncle John. And I guess at one point in time, the baby's crying and they're being hunted. So they have to like basically smother the baby without smothering the baby to kill it just to keep it quiet so they don't get found and all get murdered. Um, she meets my my grandfather, Dimitri, my actual, my, my maternal grandfather, Dimitri, somewhere during or after the war in a Belgium Red Cross refugee camp. They get married. Um, my mom gets born in Munich in a refugee camp in 1947, and it took us until 51 to get here. So so I was literally, my brother and I are first generation Ukrainians literally born here because my mom was born overseas. That's amazing. So what was it like? So a lot of times with refugees, um, it, like first generation life is awful like growing up did you guys have to scrap and fight or so we moved to cleveland uh where they you know they oh, had the from middle cleveland yeah so you're gonna enjoy this one so they had the choice of going to cleveland or going to pittsburgh because they're both industrialized towns they're both in a manufacturing Let's in the steel freaking go and my parent and my Let's and go. my and my ukrainian grandparents are like hey we're going to cleveland because we have all of our friends, you know, like, all, you know, all, most of our, you know, friends or the friends that we know that survived the war is about from what we've heard from my grandparents that about two thirds of our family didn't survive the war itself, either, you know, either with the purges from Stalin or obviously during World War Two. So from our family and friends that made it, a lot of them went to Cleveland anyway. So they found a Ukrainian neighborhood, quote unquote, Um and, you know, my my grandparents, you know, they would spoke they would speak Ukrainian at home, but they were like major into, hey, you need to make sure you're that you're getting as climatized to America as possible. But they still got like bricks thrown through their window and get called DP for displaced peoples um, by, you know, non DPs, obviously, in Cleveland. Make it great again. Yeah. No, right. Um, so but I mean, my mom's I mean, my mom was I mean, like, they graduated in. Was it her and my dad? Both are the both the same age. They graduated in 1965 in Cleveland, and from high school. And my and your dad mom was born in. The my States, mom was born or... in Munich. She was born in Munich on the way here. Oh yeah, so sorry, sorry, sorry. So sorry, she became she that. became a natural. I mean, she's a naturalized citizen. She's got everything, and she's you know she's she you know she doesn't speak German. She speaks little Ukrainian now because obviously we haven't spoken it. And my grandma passed away 20 year, years ago, so nobody really speaks Ukrainian. I do know one thing. So if you don't so. It's called Yanaznaya, means I don't know. And it's like Russian, Ukrainian, Yanaznaya. And so my mom would have these conversations with my grandmother. And when you talk to your parents, this is what it's like. The mom's talking or the parents talking like, Ma, I don't know, Ma. Like, I don't, like, I don't know why I'm doing yeah. this. I, I don't know. And I'm like, Mom, what does that mean? Because every time you talk to, your, t- talk to Baba, <laughs> you're always saying Yanaznaya. And she says, well, it means I don't know. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's, I'm watching the conversation you give me and my brother. All the time. He's like, why, why don't you do this? Why did you do this, Mike? Why did you do this, Steve? I don't know, Ma. I don't know. And it's the same thing, the same shit her mom gave her. Um, but yeah, so she's naturalized. She's a U.S. citizen. And then, you know, me and my brother obviously are 
you know, we're born here. We were both born in Painesville, Ohio. So that's east side of Cleveland, the snow belt. So you get like 40 inches of snow in an hour. Um, and then, yeah, been in, I was in Cleveland for 21 years, moved out to Phoenix because there's no snow out here. and We can still watch the Browns games. So did you move out there like um, with you, anyone or did you Yeah, just say- we all moved as a – so my brother, my dad, I finished I – I, I graduated high school in 2001 and went to Akron for a year to get my degree in business. And then so we – like my parent – my dad and my brother moved out here to get jobs. My mom, my mom and I stayed behind so I can finish my first year of college, sell the house, and clean up all that kind of crap. And then we came out here, and I've been out here for 18, 19 years now. So you graduated from Akron? Yeah, I did a year at Akron and then finished off at ASU. Best of oh, both okay. worlds. Sun Devil. I'm a zip. I'm a well, zip. Well, I don't devil. know if that's the best of both worlds. Like, and I don't even care about Mac rivalries because they don't exist. If well, someone tells me they go to Toledo, I'm like, oh shit, you're close. It's but nothing like, exists outside Akron of is ASU. Not... Out of, out of, yeah, it, it's Ohio State and Michigan. There is literally no other rivalry in college football. Like you know, they have the territorial no. cup here. They're like, oh, it's yeah. AS, it's, it's, this is the actual, the college football is apparently, it's a college football's oldest rivalry. It's the Territorial Cup, ASU, and University of Arizona. And it's at 1 a.m. every year, so it's no one watches. A, nobody watches because it's 10 o'clock at night. From the central region over. And you're sitting here going, like, you know, I get it. Like, dude, I graduated from Arizona State. I do not, like, I root for them. Like, Herm Edwards is a great coach. Bobby Hurley's a great basketball coach. Like, I like ASU. Like, I don't follow U of A. But it's just sitting there going, dude, when you grew up in Ohio, there's only one rivalry that even that matters. Everything else, yep. like literally, does not measure up to it. And you're just like, well, like you, like this is like half a state fighting over, you know, a painting a rock down in Tucson, blue or maroon. <laughs> and you know, we've got the, we have the game. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I so being a ASU fan, not a lot of NFL prodigies. Did you over? By Nikhil Harry last year. I never got him. I never got him. Um, Didn't draft him in, never drafted him in in 15 leagues, zero drafting of Nikhil Harry. That's good. Uh, Any Eno Benjamin shares this year? Or um, Brandon Ayuk? I'd get Brandon Ayuk. Dude's a stud. Um, Yeah, my only fear is the 49ers, um, while. People don't want to admit this. Uh, their offense is probably going to just be really, really, they're going to do a really good job. Um, just really efficient offense. Mm-hmm. But that defense, I say this on like every podcast, and I'm going to repeat this until my goddamn wheels fall off. And I'm going to make a t-shirt that says defenses don't repeat. Like my fear of the 49ers is that defense is going to do what the Chicago Bears did. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do this year. Defenses that rely on turnovers just statistically don't come back the next year and do well. So my fear of buying offensive shares in the 49ers is Jimmy Garoppolo is efficient, but he's not very good. Um, And I fear that the defense is not going to – I fear the defense is going to be on the field for longer periods of time. And I just – I guess I don't – I only have one fantasy league. But my deal is always – What's their defense like when I'm buying an offense? Because I want that defense to get off the field as quick as possible so the other defense is tired as hell all game. So I really go for high-powered defense. Cause, and people don't buy, so I'm trying to think of a high-powered defense that's not a very good offense. Like the Steelers last year, 
I started yeah. trading for all these Steelers offenses because I'm like, the Steelers are getting off the field in seconds on defense. Like, a couple plays, make a Fitzpatrick turnover. So I was buying Deontay Johnson, and I tried to get a Jalen Samuels. It worked for like two weeks and then didn't really. But you got to think about the, there's an inverse of that too. It's like, so, you know, it's like obviously the certain things just don't translate between actual played NFL and fantasy. So, yeah. you know, if you look at I mean, the prime example is Jameis Winston. <laughs> you know, right. So you're, you're sitting there going like, man, you know what? I've got a, I got a quarterback who is, you know, in the bottom 10 of the league statistically, but the uh, dude throws up tons of stats because his defense sucks. Yeah. So he needs to come back all the time and he needs to throw the ball all the time. So and you're going to get tons. Of, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose two to six points a game, but you're going to get an extra touchdown or three a game and 400, you know, an extra bonus points for 400 or 500 yards. It, like, the, it's such a weird dynamic. And on the flip side is Russell Wilson, who's the best quarterback in the NFL. That's the other shirt I'm going to make. I say that on every goddamn show because he is the best quarterback in the NFL. You put him on that Chiefs offense, and I saw, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not taking away from Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, both fantastic players, but they don't sniff Russell Wilson. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. I'm a... When I saw the reports, so my uh, roommate last year was a Seahawks fan. We'd I'm fight sorry. all the time. I'm so like, sorry. Uh, Seahawks fans are as delusional as Browns fans, so our arguments were so ridiculous. Yeah, like, but d- does he know who the quarterback before Russell Wilson was, or Hasselbeck? Does he know? Does he, he like? Does he know so, Steve Largent? I didn't believe this guy until <laughs> I went to his dad's basement, and okay. it is the most ridiculous thing ever. He's like, got the he's got the seventies memorabilia. Okay. That's perfect. I can't remember him. He's a little white wide receiver. He broke all the records. That's, that might have been Steve, Steve Largent. Yeah, it's yeah. Steve Largent. I watched his E60. That was pretty good. Or 30 for 30. I don't know the difference. But, uh, yeah, we would always argue. And I'm like, Russell, like, the only thing we'd agree on is Russell Wilson is the best in the league right now. And when I saw that report that the Browns reportedly, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sims came out with that, who also came out with the Dak Prescott thing, which was false. Well, Hasselbeck said it was true, though. He said that he said that was tossed around. I mean, obviously, it's like they could have called and said, hey, um, you give us Russell and we'll give you number one. Like that literally could have been the phone call. And then it gets blown up into what we're yeah. talking about now, obviously. I, I guess my limit, there is a limit to how many first round picks I would give. But if I have Miles Garrett. And on the defense, and I have a defense that has some players around. You know, Schobert thought we were going to be better. Demarius Randall, you thought was going to be better. Um, and then on offense, you have this offensive line that, at the time that we got Baker, was a lot better. The, the eight, the eighteen line was good. The nineteen it line, you're just sitting there going like, "This very is good this line. is terrible." You have Jarvis Landry, like if. If they're asking for four first round picks, so that's two years. That's three years worth of first round picks. We're, you're gonna make you're gonna make the assumption that the last three first round picks are gonna be so late they turn into second round picks. In yeah. theory, and, yeah. And it's you're getting. A, there's like you always draft. You draft Baker. You draft Kyler. You draft Joe Burrow. With is he the like is he the face of the franchise? Well, Russell Wilson has been the face of a franchise for ten years of a team that's. So poorly ran. I'm so tired of the Seahawks not giving him an offensive line, not giving him any weapons. Like, your best player on that offense outside of him is Tyler Lockett. No offense to him. He's a great, great dude, great receiver. But he shouldn't be the best 
Second, he shouldn't be the best weapon on a Super Bowl contending team with a Super Bowl contending quarterback. His true position isn't a number one wide receiver. No. When he was with Doug Baldwin, he was fantastic. Classic. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like the, the Seahawks are just this weird enigma of I don't know how they do it. They never roster the best team, but they're always just good because Russell Wilson pulls crap out of yeah. his butt. I don't every think game. Pete Carroll's a good coach. I don't. I don't. I, sh- I should be chewing gum right now and just. If you, <laughs> if your goal is to establish the run with Russell Wilson, there's. There, okay, I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that Kirk Cousins could be the quarterback on a Super Bowl team if we take away his, um, if you take away his inability to literally perform on any game that's not a 1 p.m. Sunday game, um, in a play action heavy offense with running, he's efficient. Like he's just a accurate quarterback. He's not great by any means. He's like Jimmy G, who got this Super Bowl. Those are the only guys, like Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins, that you should establish to run with if you have a Super Bowl roster. Like, if you have Russell Wilson, you need to be throwing as much as the Chiefs do. That's my opinion. Like, that's what wins games. And that drives me absolutely insane. So, mm, I don't yeah, you got, you're gonna uh, like the You'd like the radio out here. They don't really like the Seahawks that much either. Oh, yeah. they're Actually, they're, at they're, all. Are they they're probably pumped about how their draft went though? Oh, the yeah, Cardinals. They, yeah, Cardinal. Oh my God! So, oh, you I, get DeAndre in the second round. Yeah, I know, right? So we're so I listened to like I watched the TV and had it on mute, and then I listened to the Arizona Sports Radio feed just because I wanted to hear the commentary from all the guys there. So I'm watching. I'm like, listen, I know the Browns are probably going to line. No, I mean, hey, that's cool. I'm gonna be excited about it, but I want to see where Isaiah Simmons goes. And after Steve Kine pulled, you know, an ace out of his sleeve and gets Hopkins for literally nothing. So, you know, like it was in, I went to the, was, I actually went to the, the cards Browns game out here. And the okay. first, the first drive of the game where I, I, I think it was the first drive of the game where Murray had like that 40 yard run. You're saying, oh shit, we're going to lose. Like we're going to lose. Like I knew it right yeah. away. And kid's good. He's smart. Um, but dude, you have, you have Larry Fitzgerald, who is what third, fourth best receiver all time, second best receiver all time. He's got he's got more tackles than drops. You know, it, it's the coolest. Yeah, and he's like he's he's a he's a god amongst men out here. He's a super cool dude. But then you add DeAndre Hopkins, who between him and Michael Thomas are the best receivers in the game right now. And it's then not every and, question. And everybody's forgetting Christian Kirk. Yeah, and Kirk's good. You know, he's very so, good and so he's the, he goes perfect in that because he's a very good possession receiver. Yeah. So and, and that and that's and that's you've got all these kind of just layers upon layers on this team. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, dude, Isaiah Simmons is going to fall. And this, and these guys are going to go nuts because all, all the guys down here are just chomping at the bit. I'm like, dude, if Isaiah Simmons falls, it doesn't matter who the hell's on the board. You're going to get Isaiah Simmons. And it happened. And it's just kind of funny because now, like on my Zoom background is my picture of. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury at his house in Paradise Valley. <laughs> like, hey, he definitely looks like a drug lord. Oh my god! Yeah, well, welcome to half the houses out in Paradise Valley, man. Like, they're all just—it's just like, oh, it's like so, a magazine. You have to be a pseudo Arizona fan, right? Yeah. Like, there's no so, reason to hate them. No, it's really cool. Because, I mean, here's the cool thing about going from Cleveland to Arizona: they don't play in our division. They don't play in our conference. Like, there's zero. Besides, when they play each other. There are, you, there's no there, conflicting things. There's no, 
no conflicts when it comes to fan base. They hardly ever go to the Super Bowl too, so that's great. They'll oh, never play well, each other. Yeah, we, you know, we both we both get bashed for being terrible teams and having terrible owners. Even though Mike Bidwell is a lot better than Mike Bidwell senior senior. Um, and yeah, it's funny because you know you're sitting going, damn, like how did I luck out to go from you know a football town with a great history and a great fan base with just a shitty team and shitty ownership to go to another town that's got you know these really weird dynamic fans. And then started with shitty ownership, and now it has better ownership. Like it's just so you're sitting there going, yeah. "This is all my fault." Like, like, like so when the Steelers played the oh, fucking Steelers, when they played the the Cards in the Super Bowl, and I'm at my buddy's house, and I had my Cardinal, I had a Cardinal shirt on. I'm like, you know, I'm totally gonna root. For, why would I not root for the Cardinals? Like, especially against the Steelers. Like, dear God. And Fitzgerald gets the ball. He scores, and there's like a minute or two minutes left. I'm like, and everybody's cheering. Oh my God, we're gonna win. I'm like. Do you guys know anything about being a Browns fan and playing the goddamn Steelers? Because you know what's going to happen. Classic Big Ben's in a comeback, lead a stupid shithead drive, and they're going to win with 10 seconds left. Literally happens. You yeah. know it. We gave him too much time. And this one, big, obviously, when Big Ben wasn't the, you know, wasn't as injury prone as he is now. or He's, he's not even injury prone. He's old. Yeah, he's but old he's, and but fat. He's old and fat, but younger and fatter than I am. Tom Brady is showing you why it's important to be in shape. Like if any American wondered, why do I not have to drink beer at every meal? And why should I maybe, why should I eat avocado stretch, ice cream? <laughs> do some yoga? Don't do that. Don't eat sounds avocado. So, it ice sounds cream. so gross. I am pro meat. I am like, and I think this is important. I think everyone has a diet that fits their needs. I was vegan for a week on the seventh day. Be vegan. I swear to God, I stood up from my couch and I passed out and I was Disney. like, yeah, dude, yeah, you I got just, you got a, you got anemic real quick. <laughs> and I'm just a big per like I'm six six three, six four, two hundred thirty pounds. I was like two hundred thirty-five at the time, like trying to lift, and it was just it's not, not it's, gonna happen. It, no. So I've also done the carnivore diet, which let me tell you, is fantastic. All meat. That's it. <laughs> Except for we're gonna get really, really detailed here. The first time you do it, I'm warning you, if you ever do the carnivore diet, I recommend trying it. Maybe unless you are like o overweight or have underlying heart issues, I would say get healthier first, then go do it. But the first week you do it, the first time you do it, you How get poos. Well, they're not poos. You ever seen the? You ever seen um, <laughs> Spider Man Three? With no, Venom? I, I think all those movies are terrible. Okay, I agree that the first three, I think Tobey Maguire is the yeah. worst Spider-Man, which gets me a lot of flack. But anyway, there's Venom. Okay. Uh, and like, I, that, I'll describe it another way. You know that black, you know this, when it gets hot and the like tar bubbles up um, on roads and stuff so like what's that. Your okay, so, so since you're not a parent, so the first like actual poo a baby has, first couple of poos a baby has after yeah. being born is like this... Thick, black, viscous tar shit. Well, it's close. This is runny, black <laughs> oh. water. Oh, God. I swear to God, me and my dad did this diet at the same time. This and he got out of the shitter. Unappealing. And he was like, um, I, I think something's wrong. <laughs> I gotta go to the hospital. Shit. And there was not a lot of, there's not a lot of, like, science out on this yet. This was last year. So I took a shit later that day, and I'm like, I think I'm dying. Uh... <laughs> There's later been science that that happens. Joe Rogan did it. That happened to him. I was like, okay, Joe Rogan's a lot healthier than I am. So let's see what happened to him. But um, yeah, so that happens. So be warned. I don't remember what we were saying, but uh, um, oh, Big Ben. Yeah, Big Tom ben. Brady is proving why you should be healthy <laughs> because he's 
four years, five years older than Big Ben, and dude's in great shape. Yeah, I know. doesn't get hurt. Man, insane. So you you want to hear something really bad about? So, um, you know, obviously we had to choose between Pittsburgh and and Cleveland to move here. Yeah, I dated a Steelers fan Ooh. as a as an as a full on out Browns fan. Her dad flew Thunder Chiefs in the Vietnam War, so we kind of bonded over that. She was in my history class at college. I didn't know she was a Steelers fan until I came over to her house and her dad's got Steelers shit all over the house. <laughs> and and I look at him and I'm like, you know, it's nice to meet you. We're kind of chatting. She's getting ready or whatever. And he's like, who do you, you know, you, I'm like, hey, that's all cool. You know, all cool Steelers stuff. He's got like a Lambert jersey sign. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, that is cool stuff. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to complain about that. But just the fact is you're walking into like a, a vomit covered room. <laughs> And, you know, hey, this is what you took when you were on your carnivore diet was a Steelers. And <laughs> so he's talking and we're talking about football. And we're talking about stuff. So what team do you root for? And I'm like, and I, I pause and he's like, Jesus Christ, my daughter's dating a Browns fan. <laughs> and he knew it. Like, he knew it right away. I'm like, yeah, like I'm from Cleveland. And, you know, we, you know, we razz each other that kind of way. And, we, and this is when the Browns weren't like we only had Joe Thomas and Josh Cribbs. Like that was literally it. And so, you know, we were talking and talking about, like, hey, it's, you know, it'd be good for it to go back to the glory days, but we've got shithead owners and shithead everything else. And, you know, like, hey, at least we got, Josh, we got, hey, we got, at least we got Josh Cribbs. And to this day, like, it's my most prized Browns possession is my Josh Cribbs white old school jersey just because he single handedly, like, won us games just because he decided, you know, he was the only person on the team that did shit. Yeah. God bless I, Josh Josh, God bless him. He's the GOAT. We. Um, I always hear these like if you could add in one player to your now team, Josh Cribbs right now. And see, I always think like if we can pick the year that they're playing, like Josh Gordon. I have never seen something like that. Yeah, 2013. What the two game, the two game span, and the fourteen game span where he put up stupid numbers. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. Whedon, he had Whedon. Oh we my just, gosh! What that? Oh my god! So and that's and that's the thing about the Browns that just frustrates the everlasting shit out of everybody is we have these brief moments of just perfection, whether it's yeah. whether it's individual all time greats, yeah. Where you have and yeah, like you have like it's peaked. Hey, hey, Josh Cribbs, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame as return. He's got shit in the Hall of Fame. Because he broke, he, he's got the most kickoff returns of all time, and then you got Josh Gordon. Well, you got with these two shit either, ever yeah. disrespect. I hate when people disrespect disrespect Cribs with that Devin Hester talk. That's Dude, idiotic. He's awesome too, but he's a punt returner, right? Hey, so you can you can say, listen, man, you've got Crib like that that moment in time where like Cribs ran that stupid kickoff back against the Steelers where he fumbled the ball and had to go back and get it. And then he higher high wires it all across the sidelines. Like that is the greatest damn play I've ever seen in my life. And if like, but none of this completes an entire season. So you're like, Hey, we got Josh Gordon from a couple years ago. We got Josh Cribs from that year. We've got Derek Anderson from this year. We got Braylon Edwards from that same year, but then he was like cement hands, lop robster cross the other years before he couldn't catch shit. Like he, Dude, he literally dropped the pen when he signed with the Jets after leaving with us. I was such a Braylon Edwards fan, and my dad. I think we, well, I think we all were. And then as soon as he left, you're like, man, he's an idiot, and he can't catch anything. I think I used to do crap. Like it's almost like I'm a teenage girl. I used to do crap to 
purposely piss off my dad without me even knowing it. Like, I asked for a Big Ben jersey one time when I was, like, 12. That's the story of when he... I would have like, disowned you. Threat- he literally threatened that. Yeah. Um. So then last year, I was always talking about how if Antonio Brown came on the Browns, this was, like, after four weeks and we were already, like, whatever. Or whenever he got cut. And I was like, like what's it going to hurt? We're already a clown show. Might as well add in one of the best receivers of all time, even if he has literally lost all of his marbles. And he's like, oh, okay, you want me to just get you a big Ben jersey, by the way? And I was like, yeah, like add it to the cart. I'll frame okay. it. While we're talking about jerseys, what is the worst Browns jersey you have ever gotten yourself? And while you're thinking, are you ready for this one? Yeah. And it was prized until he left the team. I had a Kellen Winslow jersey. I did too. I did yeah. Too. Wait, pro- Junior? I'm assuming. Junior, yeah, Kellen Duff. Winslow Jr. Yeah, it was, otherwise it'd be San Diego. But yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a Kellen Winslow Jr. No, I don't have it anymore. I gave it to my he's my cousin's husband. He's technically my brother-in-law just because we're just, you know, we're that. Like, my cousin's technically my, not literally my sister, but she's technically my sister. Like, let's get this straight. Like, like if I had a sister, she would be my sister. So there My we go. cousin is my brother-in-law. Right, yeah, I know. My cousin, <laughs> guys, this isn't Cincinnati, okay? Um, I do have a, I, this is a true story. I will say no names because there are a couple people from my hometown that listen to this podcast. Uh, my best friend, I mean, is my girlfriend makes fun of me because he calls me all the time. She'll be like, your boyfriend's calling, go take it. His <laughs> I brother, like her already. His brother, so I grew up in like that house all the time. And his now stepsister are married. So we always say, like, I'll so, always. So no bl- no, not blood related, but this is like Pornhub type of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like, not hillbilly, it's Pornhub. <laughs> we always. My other best friend, Louie. Oh, I just gave away a name. Louie Crow, the third. <laughs> like, like, just Adam. This, Louis, this, Louis, isn't, the bro- this isn't the one Crow. with the brother. This okay, is just, we we're him. both just the ones that make fun of him. He's always like, hey, Tyler, you really don't have to keep skewing my Pornhub results for me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just want to look at a picture uh, of my wife. Oh, yeah, oh, but uh, that's. Uh, oh. Yeah, that, that shit happens, I, apparently. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm not about that. That creeps me out. Luckily, my parents are together, so I don't have to try to think about that crap. Did you, but, did you try a 23 and me with your girlfriend just to make sure? <laughs> um, that's not funny because we are both related to the same person. Shut up. Different sides. So I think she's here. I don't know. She was gone, but I think my dog ran out. But uh, I'm going to try to get this straight. So my dad's. Are you whispering into your mic so you don't get in trouble so she doesn't hear you talk about you? Her? No, she's we. <laughs> I want to live. Thank you. It, like one of my one of my friends in high school, like started a rumor that we were cousins. Uh, he didn't know that like we kind of were. So everyone kind of believed it when we first started dating. Um, but yeah, we're like my dad's aunt or uncle is her dad's aunt or uncle or something like that. But it's like the opposite side somehow. I don't even know how the chain works. We're like. If they were related to the same person, we'd be like six cousins. So at least it'd be good for bloodlines. But I mean, we're not. Te- so te- te- yeah, technically, yeah, you guys aren't the Habsburgs. You're not marrying first cousins on this kind of stuff. You're you're outside yeah. of the rule of law. You're all good to go. We're not we're not moving to Pittsburgh, and we're just. Our, this is how to describe it. <laughs> our dads are both related to like a, a married couple, but they're related to the opposite ones. Luckily. Okay, but well, then, yeah, you get I mean, into a town yeah. like mine, like everyone's kind of related at some point. Like if you go down the bloodlines, I guarantee there's so much incest going on. 
so, so much. I read something on Reddit where they did the DNA tracing, like the 23andMe type thing, of mm-hmm. some guy that lived in England. And they ran the DNA off of a, a dig site they found, like a bone or a skull fragment or like hair or whatever. They found something. And they literally found like for the past couple thousand years, like that bloodline didn't leave. Like the guy was living five miles from this dig site in England. And he, he is related to the person they found at the dig site. That's 5,000 years old or something. I'll have to send it to you. It was the craziest thing. So think about that shit though too. So think about, you know, and this is, I mean, you don't get that in America, obviously. But, you know, in Europe or in Asia and Africa, obviously, there are, I mean, I'm sure there are certain populations or family lineages that just didn't leave. Yeah. Just, hey, we're staying put in our little area of England because that's just whatever it was. And, Comfortable. you know, yeah, they just they just didn't go. So, yeah. Man. I, uh, I think one thing I've realized from leaving my hometown is, like, it would just be so hard to go back because you think – so you've heard of Bowling Green, Windy, and Cornfields. Mm-hmm. Well, at least there's, like, wind here. In our hometown, it's literally just cornfields. What's your there's hometown? not a single hill. Van Wert, Ohio. It's, you know, Lima, Ohio? Yeah. Fort Wayne, Indiana? Yeah. Right, oh, yeah, you're, right like, yeah, you're, still. like, getting shucked with corn all the yeah. time. We're right on the, like, we live right on the border of Ohio and Indiana. Do so. you want to know what the most useless state in America is? It's literally yeah. Indiana. Think about this. Like, yeah, it it's, is. It doesn't, like... As soon as you leave Ohio, it's practically Iowa. Yeah. You know, it gives like, us Indianapolis, which is like, does anyone ever say, hey, you want to go to Indianapolis for the weekend? That the only time I want to go is for the Big Ten Championship game when Ohio State beats everybody. But, you know, but yeah, Lucas Oil is only, but Lucas really, Oil is Indiana's only purpose. Yeah. Like, if you like really, really think about it. And you can say, you know, one of the Dakotas probably too or Arkansas. whatever. But you're literally going like, man, like, Indiana serves zero. Indiana is the panda bear of the states. Completely yeah. useless. Completely useless. Yeah. I think uh, kind of on that same track. Louisiana, like, it could just be a detached from America and be its own country. Like, they're just completely different down there. It's so crazy. It's such a... They're like French, but they're also the most hillbillyish people. I don't understand what's... It it it, they it have, is they brought it is a state with its own personality, and that and that's the cool thing. But so if you know, like you, if you look at the history of that state, it's you know it's French, it's Spanish, it's American, it's British. Like it's fought over by everybody, just because of hey, it has the mouth of the Mississippi River. Whoever controls that controls you know at least that part portion of the river. So, but yeah, you've got it's, but you've got all this you know, from the slave trade that came in. Then you've got this, you've got this Cajun aspect, and you've got this food. And it's and you know you're bringing in voodoo culture and Caribbean culture and, Af- and you know Western African culture. It's a really cool place, but man, it, like it's like when you really think it's like weird, like it's weird, weird there. Because as soon as you leave New Orleans, like you said, it gets into backwater, buck tooth, sister banging alligator. Dude, <laughs> I, I, okay, here's the thing though, alligator <laughs> is alligator is delicious to eat. Alligator and rattlesnake, delicious. Alligators like, are terrifying. Okay, my 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 ten and eight year olds watched the Gator Boys on yeah. Amazon. And Wait, no, that's not that's Turtle Man. Never mind, go on. <laughs> and they watch these guys catch alligators all the time. Oh yeah, these people are crazy. Now these Dude, guys are in Florida though. In Florida, yeah, that's. Uh, I'll get but, on yeah. TikTok. Florida is literally could be their own country. We need like, to circumcise Florida off the United States. Good lord, they every like I'll just like do deep dives on Florida and. 
Like at least Louisiana, like they just yeah, like you said, buck tooth banging your sister, killing gators. But like Florida, they're doing coke until five in the morning and then going to work at six. Mm-hmm. And it's just like normal. They don't sleep. Yeah, they, it's it, it's pretty sleep, messed up. Go to the beach. <laughs> That's like every single one of your tweets every morning. I'm like know, always right? looking forward to the next dad joke. Yeah. Florida is messed up. Oh my gosh, it is. And I I've literally only been to like the touristy parts of Florida. But I don't know. So okay, so it's okay, dude, Florida's cool. I mean, like you go there, it's a great it's a great state to vacation. You know, like there's obviously good people there, but Florida, like every time something weird happens in the news, it's always Florida. Florida so man. It, it, it attract it's okay. Think of Florida. You know those mosquito things? Those blue light mosquito catchers things? Yeah. Okay. That's what Florida is to crazy people. And yeah. crazy people crazy people are the mosquitoes. They just go, they get attracted to that weird ass blue light and like, I'm gonna go down to Florida and I'm gonna have bath salts and you know, eat skin off somebody's face. And that's Florida. Yeah. And but going there, it's like if you go in. Like, like the coasts are great. You go to the coast, you go to the Keys. That's great. Oh, you yeah. start hitting like anything north of Orlando. Like Jacksonville is still okay, but you get a lot of weird hillbilly southern idiots down there too, or up there if you're in the southern part of the state. But the Keys are great. Um, Everglades are cool, but that's that like backwater thing. So you can take airboat tours. I took airboat tours when we used to live on the living Ohio. We would travel all over the East Coast, and. Um, but yeah, dude, ever, you can take an airboat tour on the, on the, on my kids are walking in the house. I'm, see you later. I love you, but I'm doing stuff. See, this is what happens. If I'm on the phone or I'm on a conference call or I'm doing a podcast, that's when they need to feel free. Hey, hey dad, I want to talk to you and ask you a question. Can you tell me, can you tell me the circumference of, you know, of a pie, of that pie right there? Not, not just a regular pie, that pie. And you got to go measure it and do the math. What is that? Um, yeah, Florida, like I, like this is what I say about Ohio. Ohio's a great place to grow up in, but it's a great place to leave. You kind of get that Midwestern um, feel. You, you know, you're a big giver. You're friendly with everybody, but you got to get the hell out of there at a certain point of time so you can see the rest of the world. Florida is like a great place to go visit for vacation, and I'm there for a week and see you later because this place is nuts and I can't live here type of deal. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'll ever just like so. You know, my girlfriend and I are trying to visit all these states, um, the ones like we haven't been to. And we're talking about like going to the Carolinas, specifically North Carolina, because South Carolina's just Myrtle Think. Beach and that's it. Go to Charleston. Skip. We already have to go there for her sister's wedding. Okay, so go to Charleston. Go to historic downtown Charleston. Go to the old market. Okay. Awesome. Okay. You can go to Rainbow Row. Dude, if, I, if I'm going to retire in the South, anywhere in the South, I'm going to Charleston. Um, I am Charleston, South Carolina. I'm skipping Myrtle Beach. I'm skipping um, Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm skipping, um, what's that, Hilton Head? Because all those yeah. places, Hilton Head and Myrtle Beach are super, super touristy, and it's great, and they're gorgeous. And because you can go to Jekyll Island and all these cool places, and it's so close to Savannah and that stinky-ass paper mill that's just north of it. But, dude, Charleston, South Carolina... Man, is that a pretty town. Like, perfect weather. You're on the coast. But you go inland in any of those states, you just want to shoot yourself. Have you watched The Outer Banks on Netflix? No. Doesn't seem like something that you would watch. It's They literally, like... I watched it, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I got... I They, they threw the six ho- most attractive people they could find, okay. both men and women. 
20 to 25 years old, threw him okay. in a TV show, and it's a Netflix original. Most Netflix originals are pretty well done. Is it like drama and love stories and all that kind of shit? So it's not really a love story. I mean, there is like relationships yeah. to form in it, but it's, I would say, action, drama, and suspense. It's um, these, it's based off of, I'm pretty sure, like a story back in the day. But it's these six kids that try to find this um, treasure. And I'm like, hey, you've got my attention. Keep on going. You yeah, said it's something fun. It's not like the Goonies, but that's the kind of feel like they're on. They're trying to get this thing. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of like every new episode. You're like, mm -hmm. son of a bitch, like a new turn that like really makes you like want to watch the next episode. Okay. It's pre it's pretty good. It's but you had it, a treasure. I'm going to at least go to go watch the first episode. Yeah. And it's like it's. Like everyone I've talked to have said the same thing. Like, yeah, I watched it because like the people on the cover were uh, good looking. Like yeah, they see, literally. I, I, I avoid that type of shit. Yeah, it's I usually see not that, the greatest. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, you know, like my wife will watch her own shows or whatever, and I'm like, this is like the same show with the same six characters, and there's love and there's all these dynamics and suspense. Um, but I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I like how many times can I watch the same concept yep. or whatever? Um, but you say treasure, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of into that. So you said the Goonies, all right? Yeah. You seen the X Files? No. Start watching that. You seen Stranger Things? Yes. Okay. Are you ready for this? Have yeah. you heard of a Disney show called Gravity Falls? Yeah. Do you watch? I kind of like when I was just starting to stop watching Disney. That's kind of what was on. But no, okay. I've never watched it. Okay. Gravity Falls is a mixture of X Files and Goonies. And it's like, it, and here's the thing. So if, if you really want to look into it, the writing is it's, he's by, it's Alex Hirsch. He's super awesome. It's literally like an animated Stranger Things, but it's hilarious. It's funny and like they're supernatural and there's actually a big plot line. It's actually really good. I'll have to try it out. I, I've been I, trying to. I know cartoons are up, up every, you know, 20 year old's alley here. But um, as a parent, you're sitting there going, good choice of show, kids. Like, I like this show. This is a yeah. good show. Yeah. I'm still like SpongeBob Fiend, all that good stuff. Saturday <laughs> you know, there's, morning, a, you know there's a SpongeBob life insurance episode, and I use that in a presentation. Nice. Yeah, I did I was, not know that. Yeah, there, there's literally one out of a SpongeBob life insurance episode. I'm like, hey, I sell life insurance. So what, my SpongeBob's going to help me sell life insurance now. That's I don't know great. if it works. It's, it's like during this quarantine, it's hard to find shows that I can binge right now because I'm redoing Criminal Minds right now. I, the, everyone I see is a serial killer. So are you a big fan of like like mysteries and murder mysteries? <sighs> Sometimes. Okay. Criminal Minds stuck with me because I like the whole – That's like, more behavioral stuff. Yeah. yeah I okay. Love that. So um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can order a thing called Brit Box, short for British. It's the BBC app. Okay. There are three shows that I think, if you like kind of the murder mystery stuff a little bit and you kind of get into it, one is Midsummer Murders. It's 21 seasons long. Every episode's 90 minutes long. And it's British. So it's well, the plot's actually well done. All right. Then there's a show called Death in Paradise. And that it's, a, it's another British show, but it takes place in an island in the Caribbean. And it's used to be owned by the Dutch and then the French and now the British. So they're like this. It's a Caribbean murder thing. Again, those are about 45 to 50 minutes a show. Um, I was watching Father Brown, another murder mystery, about 40 minutes. But Midsummer Murders is pretty damn like I've never guessed a single murderer in 21 seasons. That's pretty impressive. And you need to watch That's Psych. Well if you haven't watched Psych, you need to watch Psych. 
I think I tried to watch Psych, but that was when I was like 17. Okay, watch so. it now that you're an adult and actually have a sense of humor. <laughs> you're, you're an adult and have a sense of humor. But watch Psych. Psych. Psych is a, like, I love that show too. I'll have to try that so out. We should, you want to talk about the Browns since we've talked about everything except. Yeah, I was just about to say, the- we've got like, I'm going to give us like seven minutes here. We need to, we're both going to say the most exciting the, the thing that we're most excited for about the Browns this year, maybe specifically something that's not brought up a lot. Okay. I, I thought about this actually this morning. Do you want to go first or am I – do I get to go first since I'm the guest here? You get to go first. Okay. Not because you're the uh, guest, just because I'm respectful. No, I'm kidding. Oh, go ahead. You. It's an Ohio thing. I know, right? Okay. Here's what I'm most excited about. A healthy OBJ. That's yeah. what I'm excited about. Like look at the shit he did last year with – his abdominal injury, where if you cough the wrong way, you're in excruciating pain. What do you have? Seven touchdowns, 1,100 yards, 1,000 yards, something like that. Like he did really, he, he, quote unquote, he did really well for a normal receiver. He didn't do up to his standard, but imagine what healthy OBJ can do. That is what I'm excited about. I'm trying to pull it up right now. So I wrote for Across the Board Sports. I'm going to have to find it. I wrote. Hmm. I wrote in a, an all-decade team mm-hmm. for the NFL. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. It was around the time that like everyone else was. And in that, I put OBJ. Okay. I got a lot of I got a lot of flag for that. But I'll explain in a second. Right here. Offensive are, skill picks. Are, 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 are you going with not only what he did production-wise last year, but his potential? So, no, this was for 2010 to 2020. Uh, I'll put this link in the video description. I'll put it in the podcast description as well. I had Aaron Rodgers. Um, He had 30 more touchdowns and six, seven less games than Brady. The rings obviously, you know, stand out, but I wanted this to be a what What did you do? Well, isn't an all-decade team about players and not team? Exactly. That's why I didn't want the rings to play into account. And, like, Aaron Rodgers did get his team there, so he still did that. Adrian Peterson, the most absolutely fantastic player of the decade. Well, he's, dude, he's still a beast right now. Old man, yeah. He's got old man strength. LaShawn McCoy, I, it took me some digging to do this, but th- like you look at his numbers and you're like, this guy might have been the best player of that decade. Like It's just crazy. Think about the Eagles having him and Deshaun Jackson on the same team. Yeah. Like how scary that team was, athletically scary that team was. Yeah. And then wide receiver, like the number one wide receiver was Antonio Brown. Makes sense. He was by far the most fantastic. Number yeah. two was Calvin Johnson. Makes he sense. He still had the best numbers, like up there in the best numbers, even with not playing <laughs> half of the freaking decade. Half the decade, yeah, I know. Like, I think Calvin Johnson will really go down as like, I don't know, like in the NBA, I guess it's kind of like a Brandon Roy situation. I see or, Calvin uh, Johnson as the as the Bo Jackson kind of thing. Or yeah. like, a, like a Grant Hill. Well, there's your NBA as a Grant Hill. Yeah. Like and I know obviously Bo Jackson and Grant Hill had the injuries and now Calvin Johnson really didn't and he kind of like well, talked about concussions and everything though yeah. too. But like people that were just that were just so good and just it just never led to team success. And you're you know, you've got Bo Jackson, probably you would say the best athletic type of football player we've ever seen. You've yeah. got Calvin Johnson, who would say 
physically gifted best receiver ever. Not saying stats or touchdowns or everything else, but the most physically gifted receiver we've ever seen. And then you look at yeah. a Grant Hill, you're sitting there going, dude, what if his foot didn't just fall apart? Like, what if Penny Hardaway wasn't injured yeah. all the time? Tracy McGrady. Yeah, you've got all these guys that are just so damn good that you're sitting there going, damn, man, if they just weren't injured, these guys would have been great. But, yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Dude, Calvin Johnson is the shit. It was Dejon Wagner, right, for the Cavs? The, I can't the, think. Oh, just for the Just absolutely oh, freaking fantastic. Um, first year. And then he had the heart issues or whatever. But that, yeah, players like that would have never got LeBron, though. But then wide receiver number three on my all-decade team was Odell. Okay. And, like, I I even wrote in here, like, if you're arguing Julio or DeAndre Hopkins, like, I definitely thought Julio Hopkins or Larry Fitzgerald was going to be that. Um, you know, with these, I did, like, the eye test. I did stats. Like, that's yeah. basically what the all-decade team is. And, uh Let's see right here. Julio played twice as many games as OBG, OBJ, but had less than double the yards. So he played twice as many games as Odell. Julio, but he, half, but he has half the yards. But had half the yards. Okay. And only nine more touchdowns. So he did have more touchdowns. But that's. But if you're looking, twice. if you're looking at it on paper, you would say I'd re- OBJ is more productive. Yeah, exactly. So that like, if you, like if you take the names away, right? You're just looking at stats. If exactly. You take the names away. What does this is what your all day decade team would look at? Think about Larry Fitzgerald. Look at all the idiots that were throwing him the ball. Yeah. Have you ever like Max Hall? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like think about that. Like like he's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Easy. Like easy. Yeah. And you're saying, man, what would happen if he played with Carson Palmer longer? Type Absolutely. of deal. What if he played with or Kurt even, Warner longer? Like the Cardinals have never had an offensive line. They've never had a quarterback sustainable since, you know, he's he's obviously played with two pretty good quarterbacks, but, but for, yeah, they were never they never around long enough. You know, like, no, I, I think that's why he came back again this year is just because he sees for once what it's like to have. Like, Kyler Kyler Murray's fantastic. He's yeah, he's great. And, you know, he's going to he's going to learn. And a lot of the sacks like, and it's the kind of the bullshit stat of last year was how bad the Cardinals line was. If he escaped the pocket and ran out of bounds and he was a yard behind the line of scrimmage ran out of bounds. That's a sack. Yeah. That's horse. That's horse shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I like their line was good. It wasn't great. It was decent. It was good, but it wasn't terrible. Um, I think that he's gonna be good. Like that's somebody like fantasy wise. Oh yeah, Tyler, yeah. I, fantasy wise, I, I'm, I would totally go after him if he was available. Now I'm gonna not gonna get him in the first round, obviously. But if he's sitting there in round six, I'm like okay. Kyler, like, like, I say this all the time. If I'm starting a franchise tomorrow, I've been seeing it lately. Like, who are you taking, Kyler Baker or Joey Burrow? It's Kyler. Kyler. Yeah. It's not even a choice. And then Burrow shouldn't even be on there. Right now, I'd take Darnold over Burrow. Darnold had more years in college productive, and he's played in the NFL mm-hmm. at a bad rate at that. But, like, Burrow's never taken a snap. And, when, see, when, as soon as, like, the last six games last year, Darnold played pretty darn okay. Yeah. You know, when, when, and like maybe when things slow, you know, got to let things slow down for some of these guys. And it's and, important or, to remember that Adam Gase might be the worst coach in NFL oh history God, so, outside oh of Hugh God. Jackson. He's so bad. He is so bad. And his eyes, his like, eyes bug the shit out of me. Like he is. Oh, there's something wrong with that guy. I know. You know, when you say, hey, if you can see the whites of everybody's eyes around their eye the whole time when they're looking at you, they're probably a little bit crazy. That is him 100 percent of the time. Yeah. He's like, like, He's the crazy ex-girlfriend that got a coach. Beyond Bell on your team, you're crazy. I don't care the baggage he brings. Like, if I have a second-year quarterback and I can add Le'Veon Bell in because I don't have a freaking receiver. Yeah, feed him the ball. 
But yeah, and then finish off my all decade team. I had Gronk. Yeah. I didn't even put a reason. I just put a stat there. Gronk. You just put Gronk. Yeah, Gronk. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Like the only Makes one sense. that was, only one that was even close was Greg Olson, and it was actually really close. But Greg Olson, if he would have been healthy, would have been better than Travis Kelsey from ten to twenty. Okay. But from fifteen to twenty-five, Kelsey would have ate his lunch. But just like Greg Olson's beginning of the decade was so dominant, I never even realized that. But. Mm-hmm. Hell, like, for if we're doing one season things, the Browns would have Josh Gordon and possibly a tight end in there, just because a little bit of bias Dude, between. If you did that, the Browns. Well, no, I'll say not last decade because that was what Hillis. What was Hillis's yeah, year? What was his year? I think and it was eleven. God, it's, and again, it goes right back to the circular argument: how the Browns have these strange anomalies of not even greatness of like. Epic, magical performance-type seasons. But <laughs> Peyton Hillis. And then how dumb we all are as Browns fans. We put his we put his petulant, childish ass on the cover of Madden for him to, like, hold out and not be a team player to get any sort of contract. And then he's gone. Gone. To answer, to answer your question earlier, that's my worst jersey. I got a $150 the <laughs> alternate jersey of Peyton Hillis. It wasn't even, it wasn't even the Manziel. Do you have a Manziel jersey? No, as I had Brian goes, Hoyer, that's just because I like no, Brian, Brian Hoyer deserves all the praise he can get, dude, man. He had Kyle fucking Shanahan and Joe He's, Thomas and he just got hurt. And then we got rid of like we lost. We were what? Seven and four four game streets, seven four game and breath. four. And then he goes down and then the season goes to shit. Yeah, that's what it's like to be a Browns fan. I don't even remember off the top of my head, but I'm just going to start throwing out names. Like, who replaced him? Jason Campbell, Seneca Wallace? It was, pff, who? I don't even remember right now. Wow, I'm going to get out the iPad. Let's find out. Okowski? Didn't we have... Oh, good- my God. I don't, I don't know. And you're just... you're just stu- Oh, my God. Um, who's the bald dude? Shave bald. Total bald. Uh, was it Garcia? Oh, Jeff Garcia. Was it Jeff Garcia? Hold on here. <laughs> yeah, it's like... That's... And, but- I'll, I'll, while you look that up, I'll give my most excited things. We're running out of time here, but yeah. I think the most excited thing is to see Baker Mayfield in the play action, but that gets said a lot, so I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, I'm excited to see Jason Campbell. Joe, Jason Campbell. I was right. Damn Jason right. Campbell, and we got weed and all that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to see Joe Woods utilize Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams and Terrence Mitchell on the outside, not in a not in a zone scheme. It's gonna be cool. Uh, a press man corner. That's I'm just I, Denzel Ward's my uh, favorite jersey. I wear that every week. I don't ever put on the Baker. I you know I've I have a I have a Baker jersey. I don't like to wear jerseys a lot anymore. I I, I like having like I've got my I like you know, nice crisp sweatshirt. I've got my GV Art and Design T-shirts. I got my Cleveland Clothing Company T-shirts that are like Dude, pretty cool. Cleveland Clothing Company got I love that place destroyed. I, I know it's you're sitting there going like these are the people that are handing out free clothing and doing food drives for the the least you know the least fortunate in Cleveland and yeah that's that's a whole ugh. did you see the arrest reports though they were all white people not from Ohio I know exactly like an investigation Dude, who's that idiot YouTuber Logan Paul Paul Logan Jake, whatever Jake Paul Jake, the little Jake, one. Jake Paul yeah he came out from LA came here to Phoenix filmed his dumb white ass breaking store windows and vandalizing down at fashion square, which is like our big uh, ritzy mall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
and that's the, one and that's of them the same. recorded a suicide forest, and the other and laughed that, about that's it. That's the same one. That's the same guy. Yeah, it's the same idiot. No, his brother was the one that did the oh, suicide. Brother, I don't know. They all look. They all look like they're idiots. both dumb. Yeah, they and they're good. billionaires. I know, right? Like we have to feed. Ugh, why? <laughs> don't get me started on that shit. Oh my god. I, hey, we, you want another hour? I can just complain about shit for an hour. I, I, I can complain about literally anything you want me to complain about. Dude, I'm telling you, we will. I will. I'm going to talk to John tonight. This is part one. <laughs> just across the board podcast where it won't be. It won't be like all sports related. It'll just be. Media, just Good fun. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That that would be exciting because this was a fun. Ep- this was the most fun podcast I've done because it wasn't like we have to be let, right. We let the to... conversation just flow and take it where it goes. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know how many people will listen to me do this every every episode? But my God, I think that it was way more enjoyable to listen to. Well, you got to learn. You got to learn some history. You got to learn some uh, some parenting shit. You got to learn about life insurance. We talk sports. And oh my God, your dog is so flipping cute. Guys, if he doesn't take a screenshot of his damn dog that is literally kissing his face and licking his microphone right now, Zeus is the cutest damn puppers of all time. Like, this is like Letterkenny puppers type of stuff. And if you're not watching Letterkenny, there's something wrong with you. Okay, so I've never watched it, but I do CrossFit, so I watch the CrossFit. You can cross fuck off, and I. Dude, you need I to tried. watch that. The whole entire show is like that. It's it's super dry and Canadian, and you're just sitting there going, "A really bad humor, but it's funny. It's good like, humor. It's, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, I can't watch it around my kids. Like, there's like three or four shows that like I can watch pretty much anything with my ten year old, but I'm like, honey, you can't watch this show. Like, yeah. I, I can't have you get in trouble and saying some of this shit at school. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that teaches you this. Your friends need to teach like, you. I'll this. wait. I'll wait two years, and then you can watch this show with me. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, I can't imagine how lo- young kids are learning shit now with YouTube well, here, and Twitter. Here's, well, here's the cool thing. This is what I enjoy about that, though. So at their hands, when so when we're growing up, like we had, well, excuse me, when I was growing up, young man, like, I didn't have, I didn't I have devices did, till I was like thirteen. I didn't have Google. Okay, so like when I when I graduated, even when I graduated college, like you could still Google stuff, but I had to write fourteen, fifteen papers my last semester, and I had to go get books and first, you know, and primary sources from libraries you could just so, copy paste yeah here take it in so if you look here's my library in my house oh yeah oh is that the one you painted that's the one i painted nice that was that was good that would look it's nice ohio state colors see so we did that and we had the dewey decimal system like in the remember the opening scene of the original ghostbuster movies those cards mm-hmm. come out and they shoot all over yeah, that's the Dewey Decimal System in the card. I know what that is. I've been okay, in a library. I, I need to Come make on. sure that you know what I'm talking about here. So, Come but on. the kids nowadays, they can literally type in World War One, and they can I mean they can pull up podcasts and videos and primary sources at the push of a button. That's that's so incredibly awesome mm-hmm. that you know, like my kid had to write a report on Sir Francis Drake, and which was hilarious because she's like, Francis did this, and Francis, honey. He's not your friend. It's either Sir Francis Drake or Drake. Like you gotta like you know you like it's not it's not Francis was married twice and Francis had was a pirate. You know you're sitting there going, honey, he's not your best friend. So <laughs> so we you know we got to look all this cool stuff up and then you're like, isn't that really cool that she you know in the middle of a pandemic when we're homeschooling I don't have to go to a library That's or whatever and I, I can pull that kind of crap up. So yeah, having access it's the access to the information. It's not that there's more. It's just access. That's awesome. I love that. Like, you know, yeah, I, like we just pulled up who the hell started after Brian Hoyer. 
and we didn't have to go to like you know pull up some sports almanac like Biff. And if we were trying to do a podcast back then, we would have tens of thousands of dollars of equipment in our room, taking up the entire house. Yeah, I just, just to get a. I've got a $60 microphone that I got from Amazon and shipped to my house in two days. Yep. And I look like, and I, and, um, Samson? hold on. Is it the Samsung Q2U? No, it's here. I'll show you. Here's the box. That upsets uh, me. That thing? We are a Samsung company. I have no idea what the hell that means. But I, I should was, reach out to a microphone. If we're gonna have a podcast now, we're actually out. Say, hey, this is what. Yeah, you should all send us microphones, and you can. Hey, we'll say sponsored by this person, you know. And there you go. And like, you don't need to get until we. And then we get really big and say, hey, now you can pay us uh, five hundred bucks a month. And now we really get the, you know. Here's <laughs> the word. I I can't say the word. It's monet. It's monetized. Monetization. But I say I say monetize. Like I can't, like I have to, I have to sit and stop myself and think about it. It is the weirdest thing. That and the word Penelope. Cause I want to go, pe- I want to go peeny loop. If the fan, like we have at least one affiliate with betting and hopefully our like, um, DFS affiliate goes through, that would be, that would be really nice. But, uh, yeah, I should have asked you, I just got a podcast host for the across the Card- Cardinals. I should have asked if you had anyone you knew. I got enough people down here that probably know about shit, but you know, yeah. I got I got a bunch of friends that work at that radio at the radio station too that I can say, hey, you can always help out. But I don't know if they're allowed to work there and then do their own podcast. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about I don't know about contracts and all that kind of stuff though. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think we'll probably stopped recording here. I think they've heard us bullshit enough. What do you think? <laughs> they're gonna be like they're gonna be like you know what they're gonna say? They're gonna call this the Seinfeld episode. This is what it is. No rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason. They weren't really talking about much of anything. They talked about Florida, they South Carolina. They, la- yeah, they, they, they're they talking around. about pretty much anything. They're talking about fountain, fountain pens and kids and letter Kenny. <laughs> and they thought some, it was funny. Sprinkle, sprinkled some football in there on it. You know, we had some football. I think it was much needed break. But uh, but yeah, we'll have to do a part like two through ten. It'll be a ten part series on just you know fireside conversations with Cheese Doodle Dad. <laughs> I we will do. I'm setting up the across the board podcast. We're gonna do that. I've been because I've always wanted to do that. Um, and I've got a nice. I've got a whole like. Um, I don't even know what it's called right now. It's been forever since I've used it. But anyway, I've got effects on that. I can do voice effects. I can do radio voice. I can do announcer voice. We're gonna have, we're gonna have fun with that podcast. But uh, yeah. Anyway, well, well, good. Let's we can schedule again for we can do every Tuesday morning. I can just put it on my schedule from. I mean, technically it's eleven thirty, but you know we can say, hey, from ten to eleven every Tuesday, boom. Here's oh, the next. Here's the next episode of just shooting the shit. That's what. We'll and then on. we'll talk sports. And when it gets closer to sports and sports come back, we can talk about baseball and everything else too, and all that kind of crap. You know. Maybe we'll get sponsored by Cheese Doodles. Okay. Do we can get we can get Marcinko Financial can sponsor you. I mean, I mean, I'll, I can sponsor. You. I'll, I'll send you a hat, or I'll give you here's this. I'll give you a job, and that's my sponsorship. Oh. Yeah, and then you can have right. money and never deliver pizza ever again. That's true. I kind of like delivering the pizza. And I'm going to stop the recording now. We'll talk after. We'll I talk. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah we're good. Hey, if you didn't go download this episode, if you're still here, uh, there's something wrong with you. Go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. Have a great day, y'all. <laughs>